Hello, everyone. I welcome you all to the second part of ELP's podcast on NFTs and smart contracts. While in the first part of the podcast, we had looked at the basic concepts of NFTs and how they work. In this part, we will be discussing the concept and technology of smart contracts, which are based on blockchain. And after having understood the concepts and technology behind smart contracts, we will discuss some legal issues that one can associate with the concept of smart contracts. So let's start with the podcast. I once again invite my colleague, Yash from Economic Laws Practice, to throw light on the various technological-related aspects in relation to smart contracts. Hi, Yash. Let's start with you telling us what exactly is a smart contract and how does it work? Hi, Stella, and welcome to all our listeners. So. The concept of smart contracts was actually introduced in the early 90s by a computer scientist known as Nick Sabo. And according to him, a smart contract is a computer transaction protocol that executes the term of a smart contracts. So simply speaking, smart contracts are just like contracts in the real world. The only difference being that they are completely digital. So a smart contract being a digital contract is a piece of code on the blockchain and is pre-programmed with certain logics. It fundamentally functions upon happening of certain events, which are mutually agreed between parties and on happening such events, they can be self-executed and self-verified without having any intermediary or a central authority to govern whether the conditions of these contracts are fulfilled by the parties to such contract. Thanks, Yash, for that overview. But I think it will help if uh, you may, you know, pick up an example and kind of explain what are the key features and functions of a smart contract. Sure, Stella. So let me explain the key features of the smart contract by way of an example. These days, there are certain online gaming applications where you can form a group on this application with individual players to select your own cricket and football team. In such apps, each player in the team created by you is awarded certain points based on the performance in the real match that is being played live. So if the team that is selected by you gains certain number of points and such points, if are crossed beyond a threshold set in the app, you're awarded a certain prize money. So there are three important features in this entire gaming application, which resonates to how a smart contract functions. First, See, there is no third party or a central authority which keeps a track of the winnings on the score. The points in this application are allocated to the players based on the cricket match which is being played live. So, for example, if a bowler takes a wicket, the player is allotted 25 points based on the bowler taking the wicket. So, these are predetermined logics. Second, the points which are updated on the gaming app are based on happening of certain event which is the performance of the players in the live match. So this logic is normally called if then, then this. That is, if a player takes a wicket, he will get 25 points, so on and so forth. And third, on completion of the cricket match, based on the performance of the players, the player with the highest points in the app wins. On winning this contest, a certain sum of money is automatically credited to the wallet inside the app. So all of this takes place based on a certain logic that is built in the app. While 
such gaming apps may not exactly be blockchain based smart contracts but for an understanding purpose it is a simplified example which explains how these smart contracts function in fact uh, you know there are quite a few blockchain based games that have been introduced such as fire lotto and true flip these are in fact online lottery games functioning on blockchain based smart contracts so having understood these examples of online gaming apps we can say that smart contracts fundamentally have three key features one is that there is no central authority or a third party to oversee it or control it two such contracts are based on predetermined or preprogrammed logics which are coded in a token on the blockchain and third the contract functions on happening of certain events in the real world so this is how you know of a blockchain based smart contract functions thanks thanks yash for distilling that to you know really how it functions uh, but can you explain further how are smart contracts secured on the blockchain itself sure stella so see because these smart contracts are based on the blockchain they inherit some really interesting properties such as that they are immutable and distributed in nature so when i say these contracts are immutable it means that once the smart contract is coded or created on the blockchain it can never be changed so no one can go behind your back and tamper with the code of your smart contract and second when i say it is distributed it means that the output of the smart contract is validated by the miners or the stakers on the blockchain network so a single person or a hacker cannot manipulate that contract because other people on the network will spot this attempt and market as invalid transaction so you know because of these features tampering with smart contracts becomes nearly impossible and maybe one can say that because of these features blockchain based smart contracts are quite secure thanks yash for that so can you give us some real world examples where all smart contracts can actually be applied in real world right stella so you know before discussing the applications of smart contract i would just like to say that you know because of these unique features of blockchain based smart contracts these allow substituting the traditional contracts which are at present used in several industries and blockchain based smart contracts could be used in in fact a lot of industries such as supply chain management logistics and shipping and several others at present the most common smart contracts are written on ethereum's blockchain network using a programming language called solidity so with this let's move on to some of the applications of smart contracts so one place where smart contracts can be used is the insurance industry one may think that if blockchain based smart contracts are implemented in this industry how can it help so let's say there are certain factors which trigger insurance claims such as in case of natural events or calamities the magnitude of an earthquake could be recorded in a blockchain and such claims could be triggered if certain thresholds are crossed are crossed so this would in a way reduce a lot of administrative cost and make the pro- process of payment more transparent it would also allow a lot of insurance company to do more accurate pricing now in this example that i gave that how 
you know blockchain based smart contracts could be used in insurance industries it is very much dependent upon happening of a event in the real world which in this case could be a magnitude of the earthquake one may think that how are these real events captured on the blockchain based smart contracts so for this there is something called as an oracle oracle is a software that allows the real world data to be transferred to the smart contract code in the blockchain and as a result the conditions which are embedded in this code are dependent on happening of a real world event these get notified through this software called as oracle another application of smart contract is supply chain management these blockchain based contracts could be used in in the logistics and the shipping industry as well in fact smart contracts could also be used in the copyright industry in an industry like music where copyright privileges allow you know the copyright holder to receive a royalty anytime their work is used there is a big administrative cost in the system to keep a track on who's actually owning the rights and who's using them when so a system of blockchain smart contracts could easily track who owns the copyright and who is the owner of the copyright material so that royalty payments could be paid accurately in real time and the last example that i want to give is of trade of nfts can also be done on blockchain based smart contracts so let's say that any image or a piece of art when converted into an nft is stored as a code on the blockchain so when the original owner of the nft further sells this nft in the market smart contracts can be used to track such a sale and further sales of nfts now when the buyer further resells the nft the smart contract would intimate the original owner and a consideration which is typically understood as resale royalty may be paid to the original owner of the nft so stella you know these are certain examples and applications of how blockchain based smart contracts could be used and applied in today's uh, several industries or in the real world thanks thanks yash for that explanation and certainly like it it has uh, you know certainly has a lot of potential in terms of growth in all these sectors that you spoke of and if one really you know minutely uh, understands the characteristics of smart contracts whether it's the nature of decentralization whether it's the nature of auto enforceability uh, the aspect that there is absolutely no uh, you know centralized control or government authorities actually which is enforcing the smart contract certainly it would have many applications in uh, you know even the traditional in- industries in the near future but uh, the other side to it is that some one can imagine that there would be uh, you know certain legal and regulatory challenges also associated with smart contract so the first aspect is that uh, you know one can imagine that smart contracts cannot uh, you know can in its entirety replace the traditional legal contracts which exist right now why because smart contracts can essentially only uh, govern aspects which are in relation to information validation uh, and typically work on logics and simple logics to that but it can certainly not really govern aspects which are subjective in nature so to give an example uh, a, a service agreement would pro- provide that the indian entity performs certain services 
for its uh, foreign parent uh, for a fixed amount of consideration. Now, to what extent such services have been carried out successfully would be something which I feel would be essentially a subjective issue. And that cannot be very easily pre-programmed under a smart contract. Uh, there could be other subjective issues. Your typical clauses which are existing in a normal contract, uh, uh, let's say change in law or uh, act of court or force majeure, these are all issues which are bound to be subjective and dynamic and which certainly cannot be governed by a smart contract, which works on very exact logic. The second aspect is that uh, a normal contract would typically be governed by the laws of that land. Whereas a smart contract, because it exists on the blockchain, is not really bound by the geography because of the inherent technology which is involved. So it's not bound by any particular country. So would one then imagine that it would be complicated to really ensure that uh, smart contracts, compliances of all regulations and all provisions and legalities are ensured in relation to that smart contract, and that would become a complicated aspect. The other important issue in relation to smart contract is the feature as regards immutability. So immutability would therefore uh, you know, prevent me from changing the smart contract in the future, whether, uh, you know, suppose there was some error which was detected, that cannot be rectified in the future. It's hard-coded. Uh, similarly, if in the future parties change their mind, they want to amend something, that cannot be done in the smart contract. One will have to actually enter into a separate smart contract and then formulate those terms. So that is, again, the immutability feature would, you know, limit the uh, the avenues of you know using smart contract so overall one can see that obviously there's a lot of potential in terms of usage of smart contracts in terms of you know uh, various sectors that gash has spoken of as regards the regulation obviously um, as of now one will have to wait and watch exactly what the approach that the government will take in relation to regulating smart contracts in the near future so, you know, uh, they can evaluate various approaches. So one approach is that, which is like, you know, very um, uh, relatable is that the government will work outside the technology. It will uh, superimpose the existing regulations uh, on this technology, possibly modifying or making few tweaks to the existing regulations and superimpose those regulations on the technology, working outside the technology. but there are, there are other approaches to regulate smart contracts. So because the technology is such that there is an option that the government actually becomes an inherent part of the smart contract itself. So it, it be made party to the smart contract and incorporate certain logics within the smart contract. So giving an example, uh, the government can uh, be a party to a smart contract which involves payment from X to Y and incorporate the logic that at the event of payment, a certain tax amount gets automatically paid to the government. So that could be another way to regulate smart contract. The third approach could be that government comes up with its own blockchain and then mandates that all smart contracts are implemented on the government's blockchain. So it has the upper hand in terms of you know, embedding the relevant safeguards, et cetera, within the blockchain.
So obviously, this is all, uh, you know, guesswork, and one will have to wait and watch as regards the final stand of the government as regards regulating smart contracts. So with this, we wrap up this part of the podcast. Hope the explanation about the technology was interesting and insightful. Thank you all for joining.